When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 16. Episode 9. This is Writing Excuses, Crossing Revenue Streams. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're going to need more than one stream. I'm Dan. I'm Aaron. I'm Brandon. And I'm Howard. So uh, one of the things that I think is common to every successful artist that I know of is that they have lots of different eggs in lots of different baskets. They are earning money from a lot of different revenue streams. And so we want to talk about that as the final class in Brandon's intensive course on uh, career planning and business information. So, Brandon, take it away. What uh, do people need to know about multiple revenue streams? Why is this an important part of an author's career? So you need to find a way to make money off of your writing. This is, the, this is what you're going to have to do. This is what, if you want to go pro, you don't, you, know, you don't have to. But um, if you're looking at this as a business, one of the things you should be looking at is, how can I make money at this? Um, and the obvious answer is sell a book. However, for um, at least most authors I know, once you sell a book, you want to go full-time. You probably should go full-time to, to you know, make a living at your writing, but you probably can't earn enough off of that book to go full-time yet. Um, and indeed, even if you're a, a newer aspiring writer who's selling short stories and things like that, or maybe you're you know, maybe you're a long-term writer who's selling short stories. Um, you are going to need to find a way to make a living, or at least you're going to want to find a way to make more money off of your stories. And so this is ways to make money with your writing that aren't necessarily the obvious ways of you write your book, you sell your book, you get money for it. Um, and we're going to talk about all sorts of other types of revenue streams you can have as a writer. Um and uh, to keep yourself going during those maybe lean years. So I told this story to Howard last week, uh, but when I went years ago to my 20th high school reunion, uh, they did those little games like who has the most kids and who's done this and who traveled the farthest and all that kind of thing that you do at a reunion. Um, the question, who has held the most jobs since graduating high school? Most people were on like four or five except for me, the professional author, and my friend who became a professional filmmaker, we both tied with 14. 
And that's not even counting all the freelance work that I do. And so artists really need to hustle to, to pay all those bills. Yep. And um, so one of the, the first things we want to talk about here is other ways to, to be writing stories that aren't maybe necessarily the, you know, you write a book or you write a story, whatever you want to write and sell it. There are job opportunities that are still writing fiction in the area you want to be in that you can get. Um, I wanted to have Dan talk to us about because Dan had the experience of a a series that was pitched by a publisher um, to him, right? Yeah. Uh, This is actually not a lot of people know this, but that's where partials came from. Um, The publisher came to me, uh, two editors, Jordan Brown and Ruta Remus at at, uh, HarperCollins. They had an idea for a really great kind of post-apocalyptic dystopia YA series and we're looking for an author who fit it. And so they actually brought that idea to me. Um, and it was uh, not something I had considered doing uh, because I, at the time, I, everything I had written was horror. But number one, I really welcomed the opportunity to jump into something very, very different as a way of making sure I didn't pigeonhole myself as the serial killer guy um, for a number of reasons. That's not... <laughs> the identity I was looking for. Uh, but number two, uh, this was a chance for me to build inroads to a brand new audience I had not yet been reaching, to a brand new publisher that I had never worked before, um, to do just a lot of new frontiers. And I really saw it at the time as a brand new revenue stream. Uh, and then when that whole YA career kind of crumbled, in let's say 2014, uh, that's the same. I used that same strategy again of let's find a brand new audience and build a brand new revenue stream, which is how I got into uh, middle grade. This happens a lot with anthologies. Also, people will ask you if you want to be a part of an anthology or it'll go around in the community that an anthology is being made on this topic and they're accepting proposals or submissions. Uh, Once you become part of the community, you can get you know, watch some uh, of these forums or these newsletters or these things like that. And this this comes into the networking that we, we talked about in a previous week. Um, but uh, anthologies can be a good way to make money off of your writing other than just I'm writing a story and submitting it. Um, you can write to a theme. Yeah. Um, tie-in fiction has also been really helpful for me. Uh, my, my only Hugo nomination for prose for a prose category has come from tie-in fiction. Um, now, and this can be hard. I've got a friend who writes Star Trek novels and I was kind of grilling him for how can I get into this? Cause I'm a huge Star Trek geek. Um, and he basically said, you have to wait for one of the rest of us to die. Uh, and so these <laughs> established properties can be hard to break into. But uh, what I have done is, is I've made some pretty good contacts with gaming companies uh, we, I've written for Privateer Press. I've written for uh, several others. The one that I've just finished and, and uh, is a Kickstarter for a board game called Cult of the Deep. And they came to me and they said, hey, we're coming out with this thing. It's horror. We want to have some fiction built so that we can use it as part of the Kickstarter. Will you write it for us? And so 
always being open for and looking for these opportunities to write other stuff has been super helpful to me. And I think that, go ahead. I I think that's something it's really interesting because there's, it's a trade-off, you know, so I do a lot of freelance writing work, uh, some game stuff. I've done some writing for like Paizo um, and I write for zombies run the (laughs) running app, you know, so things here and there, but what's the balance is figuring out what is adding to your skill as a writer or expanding your audience and what is just like, I like money, money is fun. So um, whenever actually a project comes to me, I play say no to this from Hamilton. And I, I picture my freelance client as like the woman saying, I'm like, I should say no, but I will always say yes. But I've actually had to say no to a few projects because they are far enough off from what I'm doing that I'm like, they're not, I'm not going to learn anything. I'm not going to grow either my audience or as a writer, which I think either one of those are a good reason to do extra stuff in addition to the money. So the second big thing I wanted to cover is ways to make money off of writing you've already done that isn't necessarily writing prose. And the reason I want to talk about this is because Howard is a genius at this. Um, He has had to make his whole career off of monetizing something that people aren't paying for. Howard, what can you tell us about how to monetize things that that are free or get extra money out of something (laughs) that you're charging a little bit? Okay, I'm I'm laughing because uh, on the one hand, uh, yes, you know, the, the comic is available for free and we have all kinds, I say the comic, Schlock Mercenary, available to be read by you, fair reader, at no charge at schlockmercenary.com. Um, yes, it's free, and we sell, you know, T-shirts and coins and whatever else, but most of the merchandise that the most profitable merchandise we sell is book collections of the comic. And so uh, and so a lot of what a lot of what I'm doing is getting enough people hooked on the book that they want to own it in print. Um, but there are things that there are things that the comic created. There are things that it built that lent themselves really well to being an independent revenue stream. So that even if you didn't want a print collection of the comic strip, maybe you wanted this other thing. Hey, writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all, think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Awesome. So can you tell us about our book of the week, which happens very cleverly to tie right into this? Why, yes, I can. Uh, We created the 70 Maxims of Maximally Effective Mercenaries, which is a sort of coffee table book of uh, very, very bad advice. Um, malevolent canon, it's often referred to in-universe. I'd been making fun of the uh, uh, Stephen Covey, the seven habits, seven habits thing. Um, And then years and years and years ago, uh, Stephen Covey started going after anybody who was saying the seven habits of anything. Uh, basically saying cease and desist, don't do that anymore. And we went ahead and did a retcon in Schlock Mercenary and started referring to them as maxims. And there aren't seven of them. There are 70 of them. And, and then I realized, you know, I might be able to make stuff out of this. And so we made some 12 month calendars. Well, print calendars aren't as big a thing as they were 15 years ago. Um, 
And so uh, about five years ago, we released the 70 Maxims book, which we created as an in-universe artifact in Schlock Mercenary. And we did it as part of the Schlock Mercenary role-playing game called Planet Mercenary, which is itself a whole nother thing that is not the comic. Um, the Planet Mercenary role-playing game paid the bills all by itself for like two and a half years. That is the best thing we've ever made. I mean, except for the comic, which, you know, makes this possible. <laughs> um, the, uh, and the fun thing about the Planet Mercenary book is that my whole approach to it from the word go was, boy, it sure would be, it were, sure would be nice if I could make money off of my world book notes that I have to refer to all the time. Um, and I still refer to the Planet Mercenary PDF all the time. But the book of the week, 70 Maxims of Maximally Effective Mercenaries. Uh, it is a lovely little coffee table book that's great for starting conversations about things you should never, ever do, please. <laughs> now, one of the things that I love about this book and and specifically about the the plan that caused its creation is I, I I've always compared your maxims to Star Trek's uh, rules of acquisition for the Ferengi and you made a decision that they did not make and maybe this ties back to our uh, art versus business discussion um, you were able because you eventually ended that list and codified everything in it you were able to publish it. Star Trek has never done that. They've, they're missing out on a big chunk of change. They could have, at the height of DS9, sold copies of the rules of acquisition hand over fist. And they decided not to, presumably because they liked the flexibility of not having codified the entire list. But these are the kind of decisions that, as creators, we need to make. Do I want to leave this open? Can I turn this into something that I can sell? It, it's a really smart tactic. And let me look at, let, let me talk about Paramount's decision there. Um, back in 2006, uh, Robert Koo, who was the business guy for Penny Arcade Comics, um, he's the guy, he's the reason there's a Penny Arcade Expo. Um, Robert Koo said, uh, no single source should ever be more than 60% of the revenue that you take in. Now, he was talking to an audience of, self-employed, self-publishing web cartoonists. And he was talking about things like, you know, Google ads and books in print and T-shirts and whatever else. Um, but the advice really stuck to me, stuck with me. And it was super salient, uh, you know, three, four years ago when Google ads uh, cut me off and I realized, oh no, that's a big chunk of my revenue. That's well, it's about 10 or 15% of my overall revenue. That did not end my life because we had multiple revenue streams. Um, and so the, the operating principle here is, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't have anything that you're just super dependent on. With Paramount, making a book of the rules of acquisition, the Ferengi rules of acquisition, would have meant devoting a writer to the process of compiling that and making it special and wonderful. And ultimately, it never would have generated more than chump change, if you will, compared to the business that they were in, which is making a TV show. And so they made a business decision to leave 
I mean, what would have been for me, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to leave that on the table, but hundreds of thousands of dollars that gets, that gets like four episodes shot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. not very significant. And so the decision about revenue streams hinges for me heavily in part on how much work do I need to do in order to make money off of this and how much profit is there in the thing that I'm making? Uh, I love books because they don't cost a lot to make if I don't factor all of the time involved in writing them. But we can sell them. You know, the profit margin is large on the physical merchandise. But for a print-on-demand T-shirt, the margin is very small. And if my limited market of people is all buying print-on-demand T-shirts, I'm actually not making as much money as I would be if I could convince them all to buy copies of the 70 Maxims of Maximally Effective Mercenaries. One of the things interesting here to talk about is this idea that there are, once you are lucky enough to be getting fans um, and keeping them, there are people among them who want to give you more money. Then um, they, they want to support your work. I remember when this first began with me, I actually got an email from someone who said, hey, can I just send you a bunch of money? Um, I happen to, to just be very well off and um, I want to just send you a tip. And I'm like, really? You just you just are offering to send me money? People like to support artists. Um, and so having some of these extra products that you can sell um, is a good way to go. Um, it, it does require time. Uh, Dan was the first uh, writer I knew personally who made T-shirts. And I know that T-shirts are – T-shirts are one of the harder things to do because you have to carry them in multiple sizes. And they are – um, just, uh, there, there's a saturated market of cool nerd t-shirts out there. And so making a dent and being, um, you know, selling those is hard, but they are a nice, like one thing that we need that Paramount, Paramount needs it on a different scale. We need multiple revenue streams in that if something collapses, we aren't destroyed by it. When borders went out of business, this was a big deal, right? Um, and it's possible that other sources like that will just vanish. And so even if T-shirts are a small amount of your business, knowing that you have that extra revenue stream can be very comforting. About three years ago, maybe, um, Howard came to me and I was talking about the leather bounds that we do. And the leather bounds are one of the things I wanted to bring up here. Um, I am in a privileged position in that I have a big enough audience to support a luxury product like this. Um, and I was talking about it and Howard said, Brandon, you need to do a Kickstarter on these. And I'm like, why? He's like, oh, Kickstarter has a lot more tools you can use. You can generate a lot more interest by offering rewards to people. Trust me, do a Kickstarter. Um, I had never done one before. I went to my team and said, Howard says we should do a Kickstarter. And Howard is the smartest person I know about this sort of stuff. So let's do a Kickstarter. Last summer, we made almost $8 million on a Kickstarter. Um, and <laughs> I got uh, a free book and Howard got a free book. Um, and this, it was true. Um, and it was bigger than the money we made the, the peace of mind knowing that we could now self publish any of my books. If the publishing industry industry went belly up or something happened at tour, um, that peace of mind is enormous knowing that I could have another way to reach my fans. Again, it's through someone else's platform. 
And that is, you know, scary. The fact that if Kickstarter went away, I can't sell them on my website as effectively as I can through Kickstarter. But it gives me someone other than Amazon because the rest of my life is controlled by Amazon. 80% of my books are sold through this one store that if, you know, Jeff um, Bezos decides he doesn't like me and says, pull Brandon's books, then my career collapses. Well, not anymore because I have learned how to sell my books through Kickstarter if I need to because of Howard. Fantastic. Good job, Howard. Um, Yeah, so this has been a really good discussion, and I hope that what our audience takes away from this more than anything else is that you need to be looking for these other opportunities, regardless of what those might be and regardless of how big they are. I could never in my wildest dreams make $8 million self-pubbing something uh, the way Brandon does. But I do have lots of other work that I do um, and lots of other little streams of revenue. And so even the little stuff helps and is valuable. And uh, you need to look for opportunities to do that. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. Let's have our final piece of homework from Howard. Okay. Um, I want you to look at you know, identify the places where you are getting money. They may be checks from a publisher. They may be checks from Amazon. They might be, I don't know where you are getting money from, but identify each of those as a revenue stream and then identify, you know, write it down. What is the activity that you are performing that is generating that revenue? If it's ad revenue on your uh, website, then the activity is not necessarily writing it's publishing things to the web. So establish a framework for where the money is currently coming from. Now, start looking at the ideas, the concepts, the conceits, the whatever that are in your work that could be turned into other things that might make you money. Maybe it's a t-shirt. Maybe it's a commemorative Christmas ornament. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's a flag that goes on the back of a pickup truck. I don't know. But make a list of the possible places that the ideas, the concepts, the conceits in your work could be turned into other merchandise. Fantastic. All right. Well, this has been Writing Excuses. You are out of excuses. Now go write. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production. Jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.